interesting topics. These are the uh, this is the news that the news is refusing to cover. Okay, um, let's start off with this entire operation that's going down with Texas. I want you to imagine. I mean, pick your own metaphor if you will, but imagine the Lord of the Rings: Return of the King uh, when they're being overrun in one of those that final city I forgot which one it was and all of a sudden like the this other army had come from a flank and I, I forgot who was involved in that I know like um, Orlando Bloom and the elves and all these people so I want you to just imagine uh, any kind of uh, if you study history um, there's so many places where reinforcements arrive at a very opportune time that turn the tide of, a, of an entire battle and uh, for those of you who have been paying any some any attention at all to what's been going on, uh, it's very clear that the election was stolen, guaranteed facts, and uh, I'm going to get into that. Um, everyone can just say that now, for sure facts. And it's hilarious how there's so much censorship, but we are to, this is expected because it's expected and people shouldn't be bitching and complaining about the fact that there's censorship going on. People should just realize that you're at war. Anytime you're bitching or you're complaining about something that's unfair, or it's not right, or, you know, then you're, you're going down the wrong rabbit hole. You're not realizing something super fundamental, which is, which is that you and me, uh, we're at war. You know, we're good people. We mean well. So we don't think or or really uh, consider what it's like to think evil, to be evil, to want to hurt people, to want to suppress somebody's speech, uh, to want to you know misinform somebody or be deceptive. You know, we don't think that way because we're regular humans and you know we're good people. And so one thing we can't do from here on out is to project our goodness onto everyone else. Uh, it is, it's so true. And I've seen that I've, I've had honestly just great debates with people about firearms and different things about safety. Um, you know, and another thing, which is like people who sort of, they don't like, for example, our military being, uh, fortified constantly and all this money being spent on it. Let me give you a fundamental idea you may not have known, uh, is the, the number one function of government is to protect the people. That's why we institute governments among men is to secure these rights. What are these rights? These rights, these individual liberties that we all have? Well, guess who's, why are we securing them? Securing them from what? From who? From where? From an enemy combatant, okay? Uh, that can be another country. It could be a tyranny in your own country. And that's why every single uh, oath that we swear to protect the Constitution, we talk about enemies foreign and domestic. And so, Again, the United States Constitution, and, and we're going to get into how the United States Constitution is actually having a revival. We're literally putting the defibrillators on it right now, and we're reviving the whole Constitution in many different ways uh, because we're realizing, holy crap, our rights are under attack. And so people tend to debate about, oh, we don't need all this military. And it's like, hey, well, you know, I, I don't want to be at war with everybody. That's for sure. We don't like war with everybody, unnecessary war especially, especially when it's funded and run by the CIA and there, it's all about heroin out of Afghanistan, and nobody wants to talk about that. And nobody wants to talk about the war in Vietnam being also for heroin, and how you know the U.S. and and parts of our CIA are involved in some of the largest drug cartels in the world. Uh, and so, yeah, we don't want to we don't want to go to war with everybody. But a, just a simple common sense thing to consider here is we fund our military, and it is the majority of the the nation's budget. Because that is what the government is supposed to do is just protect its people. Now, is it, is it, is it over, uh, is it out of bounds? Is it overstretched when we're going into Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, Syria, and the nine? 
Absolutely. But the function of government is essentially to protect the people, protect and uh, secure our rights as an individual in the country. So I think that people tend to have this, again, this impression that, oh, I'm a good person. And so everyone else is just good. And all these other countries are just good. And we all just want to get along and hold hands in the world. And just, you know, we don't want to fight. We don't want to have anything. Well, the problem is that uh, people and countries organize against you. Countries organize against a domestic population. So you and I are cool. We're good. We're on good terms, civilly, <clears throat> domestically. <clears throat> but guess what? Another nation, okay, like China or Iran or North Korea, they're organizing against you and me. So we can't just sit here and and, and just say, oh my gosh, you know, everyone's a good person. They mean well. They're just, everyone's just trying to find out the truth. It's like, no, there are people who are lying to you. There are people who are deceiving you. There are people who don't care about you. There are people who hate you. There are people who laugh at you that you believe in all the media. They laugh. They just love it. They can't, they can't believe how stupid people are. Okay. And that's true. I, I read what they say uh, in many, in many cases. And so you have to just look at what these people, Places like the Davos Group and the World Economic Forum, I just go all day and all day about who to look at and where. But the point is, is we have a lot of people who laugh at other people who don't know what's going on. They can't believe you're giving up all your rights. They just, in some ways they can, and it's social Darwinism. They believe that, the Darwin theory, that, you know, uh, there's there's this adaptation concept and that if a human being is, is so dumb and docile and, and stupid that they would allow uh, a tyranny or or another person to dominate them well you know that that's just uh that's their fault for being weak and you see this in abusive relationships you everyone knows they've got an uncle or an aunt or somebody or they in their family who is dating the wrong person for way too long and they're wondering why and, and honestly it could be a guy dating a girl who's abusive you know girls can be abusive too but it could in most cases it's a woman dating a man who's abusive and you're wondering like well why does they why does she stay in that relationship if it's an abusive relationship relationship and it's it's this domination that this other party uh the and the relationship has over another so you know it's not very uncommon to see people getting dominated people are always dominated people are always taken advantage of and so essentially what's happening is we are all being taken advantage of and and people need to start realizing the facts and realizing what's actually happening so i want to start the podcast by just addressing this sort of elephant in the room, which is the fact that you're under attack. Uh, you are being assaulted uh, by governments uh, that are domestic, that are local, uh, that are federal, and you're being ass- assaulted by governments that are uh, foreign to this land and foreign to you and that speak a different language in many cases. And they want to destroy you. And they're doing a good job at it. They're doing divide and conquer strategies. Uh, we, we have all these issues. And so that's a great way to start this podcast because it's so important and and that's what we're at war with. You know, we're at war with this idea of collectivism and the idea that everybody's just, you know, hunky-dory and that everybody means well and, you know, that there's no issues to deal with and that everybody's fine. Uh, and that we can just allow all this stuff to happen to us, whether it's wearing this mask or shutting down your business or shutting down your whole life, which I addressed in the previous podcast about how the economy is is everything in your life. People complain about, oh my gosh, the economy, it's not worth a single life. Oh my gosh, just shut your business down. Like Clearly, these people have never run a business. They have no idea what sales is like. And really what is happening is it's an anti-capitalist rhetoric. And you have to realize that the Rockefeller Foundation, the Carnegie Endowment, 
uh, the Rothschild Institute, all these different banker families and organizations have been preying on using capitalism, but in a crony capitalistic way to control the entire market and the entire world. That's how Rockefellers took over the medicine, they, uh, essentially using petroleum because they were dominating in, in the oil field and the oil business, and they manipulated all of medical science to revolve around pharmaceutical drugs that started in about 1910. So people just don't realize how you're being uh, usurped. And what's happening with this election when it comes to Facebook, YouTube, censorship, and then you have Facebook funding organizations that are counting our ballots and doing all of this shady stuff, um, you know, what it is, it's called racketeering. You're having corporations work with governments to instill uh, newfound tyranny. And so you have Costco and HEB and King Super, wherever you live in, uh, different grocery stores, um, and uh, different you know, re major retailers are organized crime because they're organizing with governments to shut down other businesses, but then they can stay open. And so again, all of this is, this is called warfare. It's called siege. What you do when you, when you're siege on somebody is you're, you're containing people, you're isolating them in a castle, more say you see a movie or film about it, but you're isolating them. And then what you're doing is you're cutting off all their supply lines and then you're sieging. So usually you see catapults, usually you see cannons, depending on what era we're in, right? And a siege of a city, for example, is shutting down all the routes inside and controlling the ways in and the ways out. So that's how warfare looks like. And then what happens is eventually your city or your, your castle or, or the people inside start to obviously dry up in terms of food, supplies, uh, individuality, freedoms, all these other things. And so that's a siege. That's a military term. And that's what's happening to you right now. You're being sieged upon. Uh, you're being cut off from, from making an income. You're being cut off from an economy. You're being cut off from the, the rest of the world. You're being cut off from your friends and family and this idea that we're stopping a virus. And so this is what's happening. We're all being assaulted. And uh, yes, the, the podcast will be on Spotify. Somebody's asking on Instagram Live as well. So absolutely, uh, Spotify, Apple, and all that. So y'all can always just check out the podcast. I'm going to upload it after it's over. Okay, so let's jump right into the Texas lawsuit. Let's get into it. It's really exciting stuff. Um, look, uh, like I mentioned, we were at bat we were in a battle and everyone needs to just get over it. Trump won this whole thing by a whole landslide and everyone knows it, uh, okay? He won in every single one of these battleground states. Uh, no one's saying he won California or Colorado or Oregon, okay? Those are, okay, we, we're not arguing that. But these bellwether states and these, these, these uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Battleground states, he clearly won the battleground states and it's more abundantly clear. I knew it the minute it happened. I knew it on the day of election day. I knew going into it what was going to happen. And I knew that this would, the censorship would happen. I told you guys on a podcast previous to the election, I told you all what would happen. And I'm going to tell you now what's about to happen, what's about to unfold. So if, if the media will not tell you anything, you're, you're barely, there's even conservative media, I would say, that is not covering every angle that I'm about to cover with you. Okay. So that's what we're going to get into. So we are, we were in a battle. Okay. We were at war to save the whole country. And by doing so, we were, you know, under siege. And now all of a sudden, Texas, okay, comes out of nowhere, essentially comes out of nowhere. But guess who knew about it? Trump knew that the Texas would do this. Some of the lawyers knew that what was happening prior to Texas coming in on this and, and bombshelling the entire system on Tuesday of this week uh, was that 
the Trump campaign and what they were trying to do was essentially gather evidence. And yes, they were suing and 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 there were there still are uh, active ongoing lawsuits. The Trump campaign has not lost a lawsuit. So everybody's really kind of confused about that. Yes, there were plaintiffs in other lawsuits that were different. They were local. They were in some cases they were in state uh, courts where again, and this is very sad to say how 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 corrupt and how uh, how incredibly just at this point incredibly evil the average Democratic Party you know uh, entity has become because the judges in those states and and those different cases have clearly uh, withdrawn or they've tossed out different lawsuits from coming from citizens who had real concerns and who had real issues with their ballots with their uh, with the election itself and so what's what what the difference between what people are saying and what's really happening is we're not necessarily addressing the voter fraud voter fraud is like somebody is voting twice like some voter is voting and doing something illegal or that they, yeah, they conducted their vote in an illegal way uh, or they did something as a voter that was a crime. What we're talking about is election fraud. Election fraud is the the officials who are involved in counting the ballots, who are involved in observing ballots and observing the process, or they're involved at the State Department level who are sort of um, managing the entire system of the election. Okay, those are the people who are who committed the crimes. The the organizers, the officials who actually went about it. And so it was a, it's called an organized crime. Organized crime is is this concept that it was clearly it was clear intent. You had very similar crimes being committed in multiple different cities, cities that were controlled by Democrats and who had corrupt judges and different things and in place. And so I've already gotten into a lot of this stuff uh, already, but I'm, I'm, I'm re rehashing it now so you all understand. And so here's the thing. What you need to understand about Texas, okay? Texas was its own country. And in 1836, we declared our independence from Mexico. Uh, in that same uh, year in March, we were, there was a group at the Alamo, okay? There was this famous battle at the Alamo. And Texans fought to the death, all 250 to 300, however many there were in there, Santa Ana and his armies, the Mexican army, surrounded the Alamo and killed every single person inside the Alamo because, again, the Santa Ana believed that this type of brutal warfare would stop the Texans from wanting to continue this revolution. So Texas Revolution, they had their own revolution. Think about that. Then after that, they became their own country, okay? And Sam Houston was the president of Texas, the Republic of Texas. Think about that. This is the only state that was its own country. And going into becoming a part of the union was in 1945. So for about, you know, give or take about eight years, the Republic of Texas was its own country. And it actually took quite a bit for them to become a state in the United States uh, and we actually have provisions in our own state's constitution that allows Texas to secede from the union even easier than it would take for other states to secede from the union, which we in Texas had done before to join the Confederate states during the Civil War. And so in reality, Texas has got this very unique 
uh, relationship with the United States. And when Texas as a state, which is the number one in terms of uh, GDP, we were the number one in business, we produce the most in Texas. So we make the most money. Our state makes the most money. We have the largest economy. We have the second largest population. And so without further uh, evaluation, Texas is uh, the biggest, baddest you know, state in the United States. And when it comes down to it, uh, this is why people sort of love, hate Texas, is there's such an individuality in Texas that, you know, uh, when they see shenanigans going on around in the country on a federal level, they are the quickest and the fastest to just negate whatever's going on federally because they're like, okay, well, you know, we're, we're, they're Texans and, and the government of Texas, we have a healthy skepticism of the federal government of the federal United States government because we've our ancestors were at war with the Mexicans and our and the Mexicans were a part of Texas too they were called Tejanos and the Tejanos though they were the Texans so there was not American or Mexican it was Tejano it was Texan and so we have an identity with that so of course just like Texas has done in many times in different wars in the past where we have our own battalions our own armies our own militias uh, we in Texas, uh, now I'm not living in Texas now, but I am a Texan, uh, but we in Texas, we don't fuck around when it comes to a lot of this illegal al- or, or illeg- what, illegality, <laughs> the, the illegal means in which other people are breaking the law in other states. And then especially if what other states are doing is going to affect the outcome of Texas's uh, state in the union. So you can't just fuck around uh, in the other parts of the United States. And so what Texas essentially is saying, just to generalize for you, is they're coming out and basically saying, look, uh, you can't just screw up in a couple different cities in these you know rogue states, not follow the rules of the election, and then determine the outcome of that election by you breaking the rules. That's not fair. And so Texas is the one leading this this lawsuit and they formulated it and everything because essentially they're looking at these other states and they're basically saying, you fucked up, you made a huge mistake and we're going to call you out on it and we're not just going to let you as your rogue, you know, your criminality elect a president and then what's most important, people don't realize, a vice president who the vice president, people don't realize, sits in the Senate. And this, and in the Senate, they count as a vote in the Senate. So Texas essentially is not just concerned about who's president, but they're also concerned about who is vice president as well. So I wanted to get you that that overall encompassing nature around the idea of why Texas, like why would Texas be the one to sue Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia for conducting their elections illegally? And the answer to that question, very simple, is that Texas is a republic, and they don't mess around when it comes to uh, their livelihood, their statehood with the union, uh, and then also the United States. The the Texas is really essentially what they're doing is they're defending the Constitution of the United States in a big way, probably the biggest way in the time period, just so you understand, where we are in a constitutional crisis, where the elected quote-unquote party of the Democrats in this election that just happened have have made promises that have specifically 
uh, listed policies that would destroy the United States of America. So at this point, and I hate to say that so abruptly to people because people want to believe in you know uh, the fact that you know oh everybody's perfectly fine and everybody means well, but at this point. Uh, the main leadership, probably both parties, but mainly in this Democratic Party, has become so criminal and corrupt that they are no longer, in most cases, their policies, their ideas, their people have become treasonous. The whole party itself. And what was happening in this election, as many people have now come to understand, is a complete, utter uh, reversal and uh, denial of Democrat policies and ideas uh, in this election because the but because Trump won in a such a massive landslide in all these states uh, and then also again in the House and in the Senate keeping all of that what it shows is that the American people were really fed up with the lockdowns they were not cool with censorship they were not cool with foreign interventions they were not cool with treason. And those are the four things that the Democrats just so happen to like exist, that their party platform pushes these ideas, the censorship and the foreign intervention. And I hate to say it, a lot of them are corrupt in terms of the fact that they are in with the Chinese because they line up closely with communism. So a lot going on there. And so people don't realize just how significant that is. And so I'm just telling you right now, we're in a war and Texas coming in and doing what they just did is essentially the most important thing that this country has seen in the midst of this warfare that has been going on, by the way, all year long. It's not just since the election, but Texas is saving the republic because essentially what's going to happen now is, uh, well, we'll get into what could happen in a second. Uh, let me just explain to you why Texas and being a state is suing other states. Let's get into that first. Uh, Texas as a state is a, a party to the Constitution. Obviously, as states, they are the original party members of the Constitution of the United States. It is not people that are in the Constitution, although we are referred to, the citizenry is referred to in the Constitution, it, the Constitution is a pact among states to create a union, a United States. Think about the name, United States. The concept of United States comes from this idea that states are making individual decisions as for themselves to join the union, okay, to be a part of the United States. So as an original, what we would call an original party member to the Constitution— they, being a state, has every right to go straight to the Supreme Court when dealing with another state's uh, violation of the Constitution, where it is violating the rights of the citizens living in the state thereof. And so this is why it's so significant. Yeah, Trump's lawsuits could have gone to the Supreme Court, probably would have, because it dealt with a federal election and it dealt with a compromise. But the problem is, is he was having to sue and he was having to go through all these federal courts and then get to the Supreme Court, which would have ultimately happened. But I think what we're seeing now is, is I don't know how long Trump has known about this Texas lawsuit. I don't know. Um, but it has been – the Texas lawsuit has been in the works since the election. On election day and afterward, Texas was already starting to figure this out. And I don't know if you all know this, but the attorney general who organized this lawsuit in the Supreme Court, 
he, I don't know what it was, but apparently the FBI opened some kind of investigation into him. So they were clearly trying to harass the attorney general of Texas because they knew that the attorney general of Texas was going to sue this other state. And they knew that uh, this would be the kill shot. This lawsuit, and I'm going to explain to you guys here how this is going to work. This lawsuit is the kill shot that will make Trump president. And it is through this lawsuit, almost this lawsuit alone, that will make Trump president. And so that's why I think, personally, I think that's why they were going to, they sent the FBI on the attorney general who was responsible with writing up this entire lawsuit. I want you to think about that. Go look this stuff up. The FBI's open investigation on attorney general Ken Paxton. So take a, take a look at that. It's very, very interesting. So here's the deal, guys. I'm already, I already went through about halfway into the lawsuit. It's, it's a long loss. It's like 93 pages. So as I'm reading this entire thing, it's, it's just fascinating. And um, I wanted to basically read some of it with you guys, uh, but let me give you an overview. So what Texas essentially is saying is this, okay? Let me channel this perfectly for you guys. What Texas is doing is on the, on the basis of their lawsuit, they're basically saying that the Constitution was violated in these states, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, okay? What do I mean by that? What they're saying essentially is that courts and secretary of states who run elections, so essentially the state department of the states that are that are in the, the defendant states, ran their elections their, their whole election, like they ran it with the mail-in ballots and all this stuff, they ran the election unconstitutionally. So it's, it's it, it, although it does address the election fraud itself, the basis of the Supreme Court decision is, I'm already telling you, it's going to be based on the fact that the way in which this election was conducted in those states was illegal. Because, here's the key, this is what's constitutional, is the state legislators of every state in the union, they implement laws that conduct elections. Just so you understand, in the first election, and this is actually in the lawsuit, by the way, in the first election to elect George Washington, only state legislators voted the president for the electors to go to the president. Think about that. It was states. It was, it was what was it, 13, but it was like, it was like nine states voted for George Washington out of 13. So George Washington won. Does that make sense? So what I'm saying to you is that the second election of the United States was also only, uh, the election was run by only state legislators. There was no, there was nobody voting with a ballot in the United States of America when the country started. So it wasn't until eight, really 1860 when the elections were actually being run by individual election counts and the states themselves, every single state would run elections in their own way. Does that make sense? Where in, in obviously in all of the states, they just, they individually decided that the majority in their state, so the majority of, so you have all these elections they run and you have all these voters. That was not the case in the beginning of the country. You didn't have voters. There was no such thing as voters. You just had state legislators who obviously were voted in, the state legislators were, but then in the in the uh, general election for the president of the United States, 
the state legislators selected electors to go to the Electoral College. That is what happened in terms of the Constitution itself. So what, what the lawsuit is explaining, it explains all that, by the way, uh, but it's saying that essentially state legislators are the ones who conduct elections and they are the ones who implement law around elections. So what they're saying is, and what, what, what happened essentially, is that Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin all ran their elections in violation of state legislator law, state law in their own state, okay? So it's like basically Texas is picking on them saying, look, you made laws for yourself and you have to follow the constitution in your elections, you violated your own state laws and the constitution by doing that. So because you violated your own election laws that you and the state legislators established, you also violated the constitution of the United States and you are depriving and, and essentially liquidating uh, the vote in Texas because of your shenanigans. So that's what the, that's what the fundamental piece of the lawsuit has been. Now it goes into all the details of what exactly was done in those states that was fraud and that was, you know, illegal. And that's what they're determining is, look, you fucked up your elections and you're not allowed to basically determine the outcome of this election because you screwed up and you didn't play by the rules. And so essentially... The idea that you that governors, okay, in these states, in some cases, secretaries of state in these states, and courts in these states. I know that's very confusing and it's a lot to kind of take in if you don't know what I'm talking about. But what I'm saying is that different people who were not responsible for making the rules for elections made rules for the elections. Does that make sense? They made rules for the elections when they are not determined to make the rules. So it's it's like it's like coaches on – it's, it's like the NBA, okay? If, the, if there's an NBA basketball game going on, you've got one team going against the other team. Well, it's almost like the referees are in there who are making up new rules while they're going along. And although, let's say the referees, you know, they're, they determine the rules that were instilled in the game already as it is, but let's just say they make up rules to favor one team over the other. So you have like literally referees are running around and they're like, oh, well, that that bucket only counts as one point, not three. But the other team, when they make that bucket, it counts as three points. It's like that stupid. And so and so everybody, all the fans watching would would be like outraged, right? Because, I mean, even people on the other side who maybe they're on the opposing team. Even those people would be pissed because they'd be like, hey, this isn't even a fair game. Like, why Why is my team making three points for every bucket, but the other team isn't? And why are these rules being changed last minute? And why is this happening? That is exactly how people are looking at this election. All these rules changed and it was only in those specific states and they're gone rogue. I mean, they're rogue states. They're, they're, they're about to cause an entire revolution in the country. And what, what essentially another thing that the lawsuit is talking about is it's, it's basically saying, look, our country is divided and uh, we have a majority of people who don't believe this election was conducted fairly. I think it's like, well, it's like 47%. So it's almost half the country doesn't believe the election was fair and square. Think about that. That's like, that's like record breaking. Like, not, again, when Trump won in 2016, people were upset and they thought it was Russian collusion and all this made up shit. Didn't it? Didn't come, no no fruition out of that. Nothing never happened to that out of that. 
But you didn't have like half the country thinking he's not legit. Uh, you did have people upset that he won, okay? But what I'm telling you right now is that it, it was listed in the lawsuit was how the, the country is so divided that we, the fundamental question of this lawsuit, and it says it in the lawsuit in the beginning paragraphs, it basically says, do we have a constitution of the United States and are we having to follow that constitution? Or are we just a whoever says goes kind of a country? Uh, because at, at this moment in time, that's what we're looking like. We're looking like we're not just, you know, running a country by the constitution of the United States. We're running a country by just whoever wants to make up new rules. You can't have that because it's just a violation. And so I wanted you guys to, to get that into consideration. And so the lawsuit is a big deal. Um, and let's see, I'm going to continue reading here. I got some notes for you guys. Um, and I mentioned this earlier, but when, when a state sues another state, uh, it, it, the, the only court that can handle that is a, is a Supreme court. You know, it doesn't make sense if like Texas is suing Missouri, uh, you know, there, it's not going to be a court. It's not going to be a judge. It's not going to be a Texas judge. That's going to rule on a Texas lawsuit against another state. Does that make any sense? You're not going to have that. So you can't have any local judges handling a case <clears throat> that is between states. <clears throat> the only uh, judge or judges uh, or court that would be able to handle a, a case like this would be the Supreme Court, essentially. Now, <clears throat> what the lawsuit got into was not just the fundamental question about state legislators conducting elections, but what it also hinted at was... The entire, all the fraud that we have seen, we being like people who are paying attention, and obviously not if you're watching the news or you've just believe all the disclaimers on all the YouTube videos that you're watching or whatever, how the election is already decided for Joe Biden. Um, so if you're watching anything like we are, most of us listening to this podcast right now, uh, you already have seen plenty of fraud, whether it's that video in Atlanta where you had people, when everybody left, you had people counting, you know, pulling out suitcases of ballots and counting these fake Biden ballots, thousands and thousands of them. That's unbelievable. That's right on video. No one can deny it. It, it was explosive. It was incredible. It was, it was unbelievable. It was just wow. Okay. Uh, so there's that video. Uh, there's obvious things like in, in Pennsylvania, I'm just telling you what's in the lawsuit, by the way, this is in the lawsuit telling you what's in the lawsuit. By the way, I'm just going to say this now. If you don't know about election fraud, if you have no clue, what's, if you have no idea what to tell your friends or I don't know what's going on, da, 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 go to the lawsuit. You just message me right now. Just message me. If you're listening to this, just message me and just say, I want the lawsuit. What I want you to do as an American citizen, I'm going to post this, by the way, uh, separately in my Facebook, but as an American citizen, you need to read this lawsuit. The lawsuit is a such a good read, by the way. It's a great read. Yes, it's a little legal jargon, but it goes over all of the fraud in those four states that are being contested. Uh, there's more states, like seven states contested right now, but Texas decided to sue these, you know, these major ones where they feel they can get victories. So... What I want you to do as an American citizen is to go and actually read this lawsuit because in the lawsuit, it actually goes into detail on all of the fraud that was conducted in this election. So when you can read all of the fraud and see it for yourself, it is perfectly laid out for the Supreme Court. So the lawsuit you're going to be reading, the one that I'll send you, 
it, that is that is the document that is going to be represented at the Supreme Court. Just think about that for a second. We can read that. We can read the whole thing. It's not secret. None of it's secret. This is blatant fraud. Now, I can tell you that there are uh, that it's working. That it's going to be that, that it's legit because the news media is panicking. They can't believe that Texas is actually doing this, and then they cannot believe also. By the way, by the time I'm speaking to you now, we have 19 other states that have uh, supported the lawsuit. I think you have about seven or eight. This is this is important, guys. There's a difference. You have about seven or eight of those 19 that are joining the lawsuit. It's called intervening. Intervening doesn't mean stopping. You would think that that's the term that means stopping it. But intervening means they're getting involved. They're intervening. They're coming in. And and what's, what's happening now is that the courage of Texas to put this together under scrutiny. Because remember, the guy who put this together, all of a sudden the FBI is sort of investigating him. I'm just telling you guys, it's all connected. Because he, he was getting harassed and he went forward with it. That dude alone... The Attorney General, Ken Paxton, in Texas is saving the republic, literally putting it on his shoulders. And by his courage to stand up and say, yeah, no, there was fraud. It's not just Trump saying this. This isn't just some bullshit conspiracy. This is real. It's fundamental. And not only that, but it's fucking up everything. And we're not going to sit here and take it. And it's exactly how I've been feeling since the day after the election, which has been just this like, wow, really? Like, we're just going to allow this to happen, you know? And my answer in my head was God told me that something was going to happen. I wasn't sure what, but I was like, something just tells me that there's just no way we're going to allow the election to be stolen. Mind you, if it was, if Biden won legitimately and there was no sign of fraud anywhere, uh, or if there wasn't enough to overturn the election, let's say I would be, a, you know, I'd be like, Hey, you know, this sucks. And it uh, looks like the end of the fucking world, honestly, because of the way in which the policies that the guy talks about the idiot, but it's not him. Of course, he's a shell, uh, but the people around him, the, his handlers and the global elite that control him, uh, they're essentially, it's their policies that I was reading into that. I'm like, well, yeah, you know, this is the end of the country and people are going to start getting, you know, uh, really upset. And this, this might be a, a tide changing moment for America. And I would have accepted if Biden won, I just would have been, you know, like, oh, wow, I guess the country is kind of a shithole. I, I didn't know, you know, but the point is, is that Biden did not win and Trump won. Trump won big, huge, massively, because everybody's like, no, we don't like lockdowns. We don't like the mask. Like we don't like losing our life. We don't like, you know, uh, China, uh, going to war with us and trying to win. Uh, yeah, we don't like that stuff. And so people need to realize that Trump won in a landslide and people don't understand the sooner you understand that, uh, the easier this is going to be because when people know that, because there's no sign whatsoever that Biden won 80 million votes, there's just no sign at all. The only thing you're seeing is a tally mark on the election results, somehow 80 million. That, that's the only proof that he has 80 million votes. There is no other proof. There is literally no other reality in which Biden has 80 million of oh, super uber record-breaking number of votes. There's just no possible legitimate way. We had no crowds. No one cares about him. The Democrats who hated Trump, they voted for him because they hated Trump. They didn't even like him. They like Kamala for whatever reason, even though most Democrats don't like Kamala. She got less than 1% of the Democratic vote when in, in the primaries at the Democratic primary. Think about that. Kamala, the nobody cackling communist, got less than 1% of support by the Democratic Party. 
Nobody liked her. They liked Bernie and they liked Elizabeth Warren. They didn't like her at all. They, she barely got any votes. I think she was the first to quit. So think about that. And, and all these shenanigans that are happening now, which I'm going to get into, uh, but you know, with Biden coming out and saying, you know, he's getting, he's under investigation. Who knows at this point? I mean, I think Kamala Harris is involved in some of this, uh, anti-Biden rhetoric from the democratic party. Uh, I think that they're, they're trying to pull more shenanigans now where they think that they're going to get in, get into office. And, uh, I think that they, that Kamala Harris believes that she will end up becoming president, which I ultimately believe as well. I just don't think Biden will stay president. Um, but I just think that again, I don't, they will legitimately not step into office. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know how it's all going to work out, but there's just no way that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris step foot in the White House. There's just no way. Um, it just isn't going to happen. I don't know. I don't know how exactly. Uh, that's not me just speculating. This is me based on research and based on like what I've been into. And I just, I just don't see it happening. I don't know how, but I just don't see them being president. So I will say this. There's evidence that is going to be presented in court that we all have not seen yet. I'm just going to say that. I believe that there is evidence and information that we as citizens right now are not privy to. I have a sneaking suspicion that the military has been involved in a cyber war with uh, treasonous people in our country and foreign inter interference. So I will say that I, based on what I can see already without any other evidence being presented, I could see how the Supreme Court uh, can rule in favor of Texas in this lawsuit. And I'm going to explain to you guys what essentially the uh, remedy would be uh, if, if Texas wins this lawsuit, which it's looking more like it. Which, by the way, another update to it, uh, the lawsuit. Not only have 19 other states intervened in the lawsuit, President Trump and his campaign have now intervened in the lawsuit which means they are now plaintiffs in the lawsuit. They are involved in the lawsuit, which means that this is the lawsuit. This is it. This is what's going to go into the Supreme Court. This is going to uh, determine the election, essentially. Uh, there is one other, uh, there's two other real, two other ways that if the Supreme Court just doesn't, doesn't hear the case, doesn't see it, doesn't rule in favor of Texas for some reason, which would be a completely rogue court, by the way. If they don't rule in favor of, of of Trump and Texas, it's honestly at this point it's it's clear they were threatened, it's clear they were blackmailed, or they were just corrupt. Period. There's no other explanation. I've read the lawsuit, and anyone who debates you on this and they haven't read the lawsuit, they're not worth debating because they honestly have no idea what they're talking about. If you read this lawsuit, you have no other conclusion besides the fact that there was a violation of the law. And being presented this in court, more of the evidence being presented, uh, this this is a for sure win, a for sure win for Texas. So the only way they lose is really if they if the rogue if the court is rogue. And let me warn you there, Texas loses this lawsuit, it's the end of the country because it just proves the point that there is no rule of law in this country. 
It's only going to favor one political party over another. It's only going to favor, you know, a one political class over the citizenry. And that's it. It's just a political elite in this country and they're Republican and Democrat. And that's that they're just going to run the country and they're going to be in the positions of power. And us citizens who want had to have a say in something, we have no rights. We have no law. We have no constitution. And that is a complete breakdown of society. And so here's, uh, here's another thing that I want to mention about the lawsuit. Um, if you read the lawsuit, you get to see all the evidence, and it's really interesting and very compelling. Here's another interesting point. Trump has asked Ted Cruz to argue this lawsuit for the for Texas. So I believe Ted Cruz has accepted this, and Ted Cruz is the senator from Texas, and he is arguably one of the best debaters uh, in the Senate. Uh, nobody has won a debate against him ever since he's been going and running for office. He's an incredible debater and he went to Harvard law school and he was one of the top in his class in Harvard law. I mean, the guy knows this constitution. He knows what he's talking about. And so Ted Cruz arguing this case in the Supreme court to help president Trump win in his reelection is a huge, massive, uh, I guess you could say sign that he is a front runner for the 2024 United States president. And ultimately Ted Cruz could win 2024 because he saved Trump's reelection. So I'm just telling everybody now, this is my prediction. Ted Cruz will run for president in 2024 and he will get, he'll be top three. I guaranteed he will be a top three contender I don't know who else would be a contender. I don't know if Mike Pence is going to run from for president as vice, you know, because he was vice president. I don't like Mike Pence. I, I think he's cool. I think he's 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 solid, uh, but I just don't like him. He's too much of a politician. I think we would need a Ted Cruz. I like Ted Cruz. I would vote for him. Uh, but I'm going to just say this: another prediction of mine that I'm saying exclusively here on the podcast, which is I would say that. Um, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, I mean, this guy, the governor of Florida has done everything right in everything that he does. I, I've, I haven't seen him made a mistake once. Uh, the, the, his, his handling of COVID-19 has been explosive, uh, and has been incredible. I mean, the guy, the, just so you understand, Florida is completely open. All their businesses are open. They don't have half capacity. They don't have anything. They have no restrictions and there's no masks in Florida. Think about that. So, I mean, they're over it. They're over the pandemic and their numbers are like chilling with the whole COVID thing. So clearly that's that governor, that governor is doing something right. So I'm just going to say this loud and proud. Ron DeSantis is my favorite governor going right now. And Ron DeSantis is uh, a huge contender for president 2024 him and ted cruz could go head to head and i would vote for ron DeSantis over ted cruz i think ron DeSantis is just that guy is just sharp as a freaking if y'all don't know who i'm talking about then you're not a politic like me but uh you know ron DeSantis has got to be oh yeah i can't forget about christy gnome oh yeah that would be a hard pick honestly christy if she ran for 2024, Christy, or I don't know her governorship. I don't know how long it's going to last if, if it ends in 2024, 2022. But um, I can just say that, uh, yeah, Ron DeSantis, man, I, him and, and some others. I, I See, that's the thing, guys, is there's an exciting, you know, comeback for this country. 
And there are people who mean well, who are fighters, who are similar to Trump, in some ways better, in some ways worse, that are going to take up this country in 2024. Uh, and so I do believe that Trump will be reelected uh, and that he's going to win. And it's going to be a temper tantrum for the left, but he, he, you can't just steal an election. I'm sorry. You can't just steal an election just because you stole it, just because you cheated and you're declared the winner. That doesn't mean you win. Okay. Ultimately, that does not mean you get to take the trophy home, guys. Uh, I'm sorry. You know, I, I don't feel bad because I do feel bad for the average person. I'll be, I'll be really honest. The average person who just, I don't know, doesn't like Trump or whatever, or just they, maybe they, but most people don't vote, but let's say they voted Biden or whatever. And they really, they really believe he's going to be president. I really feel bad for these people. Like they really have no idea what's happening. It's very, very sad. And, uh, and they just don't get it. It's, it's, it's very, very interesting. It's like, ah, man, it's just the typical person, you know, just somebody who just complains about something, but has no solutions to it. And, uh, they hate the very person who's solving the problems. It's the weirdest thing. It's like, it's like getting upset that there's a, a problem in your toilet and it's overflowing, calling the plumber and then yelling at the plumber for, you know, doing the job he's doing. That's how Trump is. Trump's like getting all this shit done. That's incredible. And it's like unbelievable. And he's not perfect, but it's like, wow, you can't help but just, you know, enjoy what he's been doing. Some of the stuff I don't, I don't approve, but I'm just saying he's doing a lot of shit. That's good. And so it's kind of like, that's how the left is. The left is like, it's like bitching at a plumber who's fixing your fucking toilet. He's literally solving your problem, but like you're bitching at him. So again, just that's the way I look at people. And it's very sad because again, they don't have any idea. They don't know. Oh, that's the plumber. He's not breaking the toilet. He's, he's fixing the toilet. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That that's how people sound to me when they have no idea what's going on. But yet they have so much hate for Trump, but they they have no idea why. It's one of the most fascinating complexities that I've yet to uh, solve. I don't understand why people are like that. And um, I'm working on it. I'm trying to figure out why people are that ignorant. Um, it's it's and it partially it's not their fault. You know what I mean? They are victims, guys. That's why we have to look at them. We have to look at these people as victims, you know, they're victims of propaganda and we cannot yell at them or be too upset with them. They're victims until they're assaulting you or doing something stupid. You can, you know, clap back. But you know, when it comes to the stuff on the internet and stuff, I mean, just these people have no idea what's going on. In many cases, they're just precious souls who have no clue, you know? So, uh, yeah, they are fighting on the merits of the constitution in this lawsuit. I'm reading from my notes. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to say this. So everybody's kind of been, I, I agree that the Supreme Court could just screw us all over, right? Uh, they could dismiss this case. They could not see it. They could They could say no. They could just disagree. Whatever, right? The Supreme Court ultimately will decide. Um, one thing I'll mention is the, here's the, here's the idea here, okay? Um, When it comes down to it, the Democrats have stated that because – and by the way, isn't it weird how um, – oh my gosh, I'm losing her name. The judge who just passed. Oh my gosh, forgot her name. The woman who just passed is a liberal judge, okay? Um, she passed away from her own, you know, Ginsburg, right? Ginsburg. Uh, she passes away – and I hate to be disrespectful, but how convenient was her death? I mean, it was uber convenient. 
her death was like and then and I don't trust this woman um Amy Coney Barrett whatever her name is I don't trust her that well because she's had some bad rulings on some other cases people don't realize that about her um Ruth Bader Ginsburg thank you dude yeah Ruth Ginsburg so uh here's here's the thing because of the the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the uh, essentially the appointment, the third appointment that Trump has made now to the Supreme Court, because of this, the left has actually said uh, openly now that they will support adding judges. So there's nine Supreme Court judges now. They're looking at maybe 13. 15, there's a conversation about 15 judges. So imagine if Kamala Harris, because that's who really would be president. Imagine if Kamala Harris is able to pick five new judges. Think about that. Imagine if she were to be, be pick five new judges or seven new judges on the Supreme Court. That is what they have already said they are going to do. Do you understand what that means? That means that a rogue, a rogue government that was elected illegally is going to change the very court system, which a lot of people don't realize like how important courts are because most of us aren't criminals essentially. And we've never, we, nobody, most of us have not ended up in the, in a courtroom, right? We've never ended up in a courtroom. We've never been a victim and we've never ended up being a uh, plaintiff in a courtroom. So most of us have no idea how important courts are. And we don't have this relationship with court systems as being a, you know, sort of a judge and a jury and a free and fair trial. Like all that kind of stuff is very absent from the mind of the average person. But when you look at the supreme, we think about that word supreme, the ultimate, the ultimate court in the land, the supreme court, the, the, the ultimatum court, the court that essentially takes all the most uh, egregious cases uh, and 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 I'm not. I don't always agree, but the most egregious cases. But they also make law from the bench, basically. Okay, people don't really consider that. And so when you have one corrupt, okay, corrupt, treasonous, okay, with respect, political party voting for multiple justices and replacing, really, just ultimately, just replacing the judges that are already there. Does that make sense? Just like they've diluted the vote. That, that happened in these elections by fraudulently stuffing the ballot box with fake votes, just like they've diluted that. They're looking to dilute the votes of the Supreme Judge, the Supreme Court judges that are legally lawfully in place right now by adding fake judges, like literally just adding new judges, adding a whole new system. Do you get what I'm just saying? Do you understand the kind of consequences? That means that everything that goes to that court ultimately would be decided in one way in one particular way. And it's, and I'm, I hate to tell you a, a friendly reminder, uh, that way is the most tyrannical way, by the way, everything the Democrats at this point have ever stood up for has been tyranny. Everything, everything they're, they're communist. Communism is authoritarian. Just so you understand, don't know if that's a reminder for you or if that's something totally brand new to you, but yeah, uh, communism and socialism is an authoritarian system. And so when you have judges in the Supreme court, agreeing to every policy that is full of tyranny and authoritarian. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not good for you. That's a bad thing. Okay. That's a negative thing. Okay. Uh, so yeah, judges, justices, similar, but the point is, is that you can't just allow this to happen. 
okay? Um, and this idea for that, okay, is what I'm the reason I bring that up basically is because if that is being threatened right now, so the very Supreme Court that's about to get this Texas lawsuit is being threatened with a Biden victory, which is a Kamala victory, which is a communist victory, which is a Chinese victory, which is looking to replace their vote on the court by adding new judges, justices, if you want to be technical, wouldn't it be in their own self-interest as the Supreme Court right now and as the current justices on the Supreme Court, don't you think that it would be in their own self-preservation to rule with the Texas lawsuit in favor of, which I'm going to get to the remedy, by the way. We, we don't know the remedy yet. There's a few options. But imagine you're being threatened with your job. Your, your job is being threatened because your ability to influence uh, court decisions in the Supreme Court as a justice is being threatened because the incoming administration has threatened to add justices to the very court that you're in. And you just so happen to be the ones who are ultimately going to decide how this election is going to be handled, which sucks that it's going to be that way. But again, they are the ones responsible now. Courage and wisdom, just like the president said today, courage and wisdom is going to decide this election and and it's going to be in the justices' hands. Do you think that the justices, just on a Machiavelli, self-interest, egotistical way, why would they side illegally, of course, because it is illegal what they've done, why would they side uh, with this illegal activity that is going to ultimately uh, get new justices on the court? Why would they do that? The, the answer is, I just don't see them doing that. I really just don't. Unless they truly are bought off or truly corrupted. There's there's no other real option for these, these justices. They have to rule with Texas. I'm just telling y'all right now. I'm just telling y'all, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a win. Pretty sure it's a win. Just based on that alone. Because you do have to think about what these justices are thinking about. They are human beings. They, are, they do have their own thoughts, their own opinions. And, you know, you can't stop that. But when it comes to the Constitution, this lawsuit that's brought by Texas, if you read it yourself, and do not debate anybody who's not read this lawsuit. If somebody's trying to say something about it, they have no idea, don't even bother. You need to read it yourself personally. Uh, and then also people need to just start – actually, I'm going to post it in the comments in my Facebook right now. Look, I'm on uh, – yeah, I'm like I'm into this. I'm into it right now. I'm, I'm all, I just got so excited. I just decided to do the podcast instead of – worrying about it. So I'm going to post it in the comments on my Facebook right now. That way people who are watching on Facebook can actually, uh, uh, here's the full lawsuit. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to sign. It's that signed in for, uh, my scribe account. But anyway, whatever. I hope it's not. Yeah. 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 David, I just, uh, I just posted it on the comments in my, I just, I don't know if you can click it or not, but I don't even know if you can click that. I'll be honest. I think I have to actually, well, I'll have to see. I'll have to post it in the comments again, but that's the full lawsuit. If you want, just obviously Google or don't Google anything, guys. Use DuckDuckGo, but yeah, you can just find it yourself. Uh, the full lawsuit, all the pages are there. Read it yourself. It has everything. It's a fun read. It's a, it's entertaining. 
It's the battle plan. I mean, think about it. Imagine you're in World War II, you're living in World War II, and you have the newspaper, and the newspaper is going over an entire battle plan that is about to be carried out in in Berlin or in France in some major, huge, epic, tide-turning battle that's going to change everything. Imagine if you had the battle plan and you're like, oh my gosh, this is brilliant. You know, this is Eisenhower writing this up or or uh, Patton, you know, George Patton. He's writing this battle plan. It's brilliant. The strategy, the flanks, the, I mean, you're reading the, the battle plan. So why wouldn't you read that? This is the battle. This is the war for the future of humanity. Why would you not read this Texas lawsuit? I mean, this is the biggest thing going on. Why are you wasting your time watching Netflix? Why are you watching anything? Why are you doing anything? I, I would stop listening to this podcast and just straight up just read the lawsuit yourself. It's that epic. Uh, but anyway, they'll move on to get, and get to my point here on some other things. Okay, so uh, the Supreme Court itself, I think all the justices on the Supreme Court, I think they should be protected right now by federal U.S. Marshals because they are about to be under some of the biggest scrutiny uh, and some of the largest attacks and threats that we've ever seen. And as this thing is fought out in the, in the Supreme Court, I think it's actually a disservice to Democrats right now who think that Biden just won and all of this lawsuit stuff, it doesn't make a difference. I think that's dangerous for them. But hey, you know what? If they just want to believe that Biden's going to be president until January 20th, 2021, and then Trump is sworn in and they have no idea what's going on, so be it. I don't really care. Uh, but something tells me that the news media is going to start – I think they're meeting behind closed doors right now and they're basically saying we need to assault and this entire court system, the Supreme Court. We need to get people to kill people. We need to get people to get out and start getting pissed. We're talking about Black Lives Matter all over again. So just be prepared, guys. For the next couple days, the news media is going to go from there's no voter fraud, everything's fine, Biden's president, Biden's president, Biden's president, Biden's president. They're going to go from that to Trump's going to steal the election, Trump's going to steal the election, Trump's going to steal the election, Trump's going to steal. And we're going to start going down that media rabbit hole, as you will see. I'm predicting this stuff because this is just the way I know how the world works. And you're going to start seeing the media bring that out. And as that is being brought out, they're going to start getting scholars on, legal analysts, and all these people are going to start being like, the Texas lawsuit doesn't make any sense. It's horrible. It's bad for the country. And so when that happens, just take a breath and realize that the nuclear bomb is already – it's already sent. And the media, by trying to cover up all the election fraud, they just ate their own words because now they have no standing with the public and for them to turn around and try to say, oh, this lawsuit really can do some damage – they've already lost the Democrats. The Democrats are, they're in la-la land now. They're in la-la land. They have no organization. They have no uh, retaliation. They do, They think they're winners. They think they've won, but they, they, they haven't. And the media made a really big mistake. They got all their, their loser followers to just agree that Biden is president. Nothing can stop Biden's super supreme power, the, the lord and savior of the Democrat Party, that no one can stop his sheer will and ability. And he is ordained by the devil himself to be president. Nothing's going to stop him. That was a mistake by the media trying to disregard all the election fraud and, and Trump's chances at overturning the election. That was a huge, huge miscalculation because with this Texas lawsuit and the and the, the timing of it and everything and what they have and what they're asking for is just unbelievable. Uh, so what you're seeing now is just absolutely historic. Okay, I'm getting that much into it. And here we go. We're an hour in and I will 
tell you now, what are the legal remedies for the president and for Texas? What are they asking for? What is it that the, the Supreme Court, uh, what is it that the Supreme Court can essentially do to make a difference with this entire operation? The answer to that is very, very simple, guys. What Texas is asking is, is this. Number one, if the electors have not yet been submitted to the Congress to vote for the president in the Electoral College, then the state legislators should meet and should essentially take out all illegal ballots, count only, only legal ballots, and determine the winner based on their own state law and determine the real winner, which is Trump, and send their electors for President Trump. Very simple, clean cut. You violated the law. All the ballots that are illegal are, are need to be eliminated. Your state legislator needs to take control of your, uh, your elections and send your own slate of electors for Trump because that is who won your state. That's what Texas is saying to do. The simple remedy would be just send the Trump electors because we know Trump won and you know Trump won. I know Trump won. Everyone knows Trump's, Trump won. So you just need to send him the electors and that's what needs to happen. Uh, okay, let's say the lawsuit, let's say it's not heard in court uh, uh, until next week. If it's not heard till next week, let's just say, for example, that Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin send their illegal electors to the Electoral College, meaning that they just go ahead and submit them. If the, the Supreme Court sides, this is very complex, I'm going down the rabbit hole for you, but you need to follow along. If the electors are sent to the Electoral College by next Tuesday in these rogue states where they are contested and they go ahead and send the electors anyway, understand this, what they're going to do is the Supreme Court can essentially uh, nullify those electors and say, this these states' electors do not count towards the President of the United States because their elections were conducted unconstitutionally. What happens if neither of those states are allowed to send their electors? Neither Trump or Biden win. If that's the case, then Congress, the House of Representatives, gets to vote on the president of the United States. And most people would you know, just kind of shriek and be like, well, that's, uh, the House of Representatives is held by Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats. Well, the way in which you vote for the president is one state, one vote. So there are delegations in each state. And for, for example, I live in Colorado. And in Colorado, we're, 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 we're always Democrat in terms of we always, you know, we always vote democratically for the president. And we are going to mostly vote democratically for the senators. Things like that, right? Well, here's the thing. What happens with that is that although we do vote that way popularly here in Colorado... There are more state, there are more, uh, I'm sorry, there are more House of Representatives, the districts, there's like six of them here in, in Colorado. There are more Republicans in our Colorado, our state of Colorado, uh, who are representative. We're, we're a majority, we're a super majority here in terms of how the Republicans are represented in Congress. 
for Colorado. So what I mean by that is is that's a, that's called a delegation. So that's a the Colorado delegation is is a majority Republican, although it votes Democrat. Well, in 26 states in the United States, I'm pretty sure I have that right. There are a majority of Republican delegations, and then there are 24, I believe, of the Democrat delegations, which essentially means that if voted in Congress. Republicans have the majority to vote for Trump. So, and again, that's another problem is will these Republicans in Congress be strong enough to vote for Trump? Because clearly the state legislators have proven they are weak. And that's okay because, you know, the state legislation job itself is very minimal and it usually doesn't pay very much. And it doesn't mean you're some big, high and mighty political person if you're a state legislator. It just kind of means you're a part of the state legislative body in the state that you're residing in. So there no state legislator is going to really go above and beyond to try to like go into a controversy. They're going to usually lay low as low as low as possible. So state legislators don't really have the courage uh, to make that happen. And so people have to realize how that's going to actually unfold. So really what I'm saying is that if it goes to Congress, which is could be an option, uh, that Trump can win through the majority of Republican delegations. So we don't know. Uh, we don't know how that's going to work. So in terms of Minnesota, I'm not sure. You'd have to you'd have to ask because if it's a, it's a delegation. So is that considered a that might be considered Democrat? Honestly, they they probably already counted it as Democrat. But I'm actually not sure. So uh, if there's a contested vote in a state for the Congress, so there's a lot of complexities to it. But if you really understand it, that's what Congress can do. So if the Electoral College is voting for Biden and and you see all these confusion about, oh, the Electoral College is voting Biden and everything's perfect and and Biden's going to be president. Well, if the lawsuit is still being heard in the Supreme Court, again, like I said, they can easily take those electoral votes away. They can nullify them through the Supreme Court because of the fact that they did it illegally. So again, I'm mentioning all of this now because that is what we're looking at. That is the possibilities that are in front of us. So everybody needs to realize that that is that that is where we could be going. So overall, uh, there's so much I could cover. There's so much happening with China right now as well. Uh, I will say this: it's the end of the podcast, towards the end, and I will say this: Look, December 18th, you have the Department of National Intelligence doing a report on foreign interference in our elections. This is another pre-planned bombshell by the Trump campaign, by Trump himself, who essentially made it to where 45 days after the election, which will be December 18th, there will be a report on foreign interference. So whatever's going on around in the lawsuit, the Electoral College, whatever's going on, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, December 18th, when this report drops about foreign interference, we could have a totally different ballgame. I'm just going to let you all know that right now. The national intelligence and the cyber warfare and cyber command and all these people involved in that, you know, I'm just going to say they very easily could overturn this election militarily at this point. Uh, Because if foreign intervention was involved in the election, then it, it's, it, it's a call for people to say, hey, you know, there's foreign interference and uh, we, we just this, this election is null and void. That's basically what could happen potentially. So guys, December 18th is another date that all the listeners of this podcast should pay attention to. Realize that that is uh, super significant. Uh, we just don't know what to expect. 
on that day. Uh, but there will be a report. So keep a lookout for that. Um, and I just, like I said, guys, I just, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I just don't see how Biden and Kamala step in, step a foot in the white house. There's just no way at this point that that happens. Um, so I don't know what you need to tell your liberal friends, but they need to prepare for anything. Maybe send them this podcast and maybe help them understand what's going on. Uh, most people should understand what's going on if you're still listening to this and we're at the close, but you know, let people know what's going on. Let people know what, what's happening. And, uh, it's a very exciting thing. I didn't even get into the whole lawsuit because it's just so much. Uh, but there's so much movement, guys. It's so much going on that I can't get it all done. And these might be kind of long podcasts, honestly. But they're not long enough. I mean, there's still so much I can share right now, which, you know, it's kind of a good thing because, you know, it's you know you don't want to know everything. But if, you, if you're curious about what's going on, you know, send me a message. Let me know. Uh, I can let you know what I know. I'll send you some links. I'll keep you into a feed, keep you into a, uh, uh, I guess, a, uh, yeah, just a kind of a, a list of people I can reach out to and contact. So if you're listening to this now, reach out to me, text me, call me. Hell, let's have a conversation. But reach out if you want some links and you want some articles to read. You want, some, you want to keep up with the news on this stuff, uh, the stuff that I'm reading. I'll send it on over to you. No problem at all. So we think, I think we should all be involved. I think we should all make a difference, you know, and, uh, that's, what's very key and and fundamental, I think, to this entire operation. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. It's been awesome. Hope you guys have an amazing rest of your day slash evening, whatever it is for you. Uh, peace out.